If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and a reality check you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Leanne Morris is a naturopath and medical herbalist living with her family in Otaihanga, Kapiti Coast near Wellington. They've been part of the community for over 23 years, residing in a small semi-rural area on a lifestyle block. It's lovely there. I know it reasonably well. According to the 2018 census, there are 804 residents and 327 private dwellings in Otaihanga. And Leanne Morris is with us on Reality Check Radio. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's a nice area. It is. We've been lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's just out of Paraparaumu, isn't it? Yeah, between Papara and Waikanae. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, 804 residents, 327 private dwellings. So what has been the problem? This is um, a story of pushback, right, to repeal the Otaihanga rezoning decision. What is that decision? What actually happened is we went through a process with the council and the residents and the iwi um, and then was basically overruled by the ex-minister um, for the environment, David Parker, and he also was the attorney general at the time. And this all happened when parliament was actually closed and a week before the elections. And also um, they knew what was that the National Party were were you know saying they wanted to let the councils have control of what they wanted to do with their own area. You'd and, think you'd think they would, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. hello, yeah. yeah. And so we went through a proper process where we had a panel. We had the residents were able to speak. We had the iwi speak. There was a um, so a misinformation happened um, that there was misrepresentation, and the council picked it up at that level. So. That was good. That telling you that the process worked. That what yeah. the panel, independent hearing panel, had, and then um, the council, especially the deputy mayor Lawrence, he questioned that um, he wasn't. He didn't really agree with the panel to say that they didn't need a full structure plan change. Okay, now, probably it, at this stage. At this stage, because I haven't got this in yet. This is regarding um, a development by a family in the area, the Mansell family. And they had uh, a big chunk of land that they were wanting to subdivide and obviously maximise the subdivision of that and the return on it. So maybe we can, um, now that we've got that inserted in, we can carry on. Yeah, no, they did. They wanted to, to cut up their 44 acres. To Initially, they wanted to do that and make it all into lifestyle blocks. We put a submission and said, look, you know, we're happy for you to do the lifestyle blocks, but we're not happy for you to make it smaller. Yep. And so that went through to uh, to the process and it got approved by the council and it was then put up under um, environmental hearing. So that, that was happening. Um, and in the meantime, Plans Change 2 came in, which is the something that the government made all councils do. Now, Otahunga was never, by the Cavity Coast District Council, was never put into this Plans Change 2. But the Mansell family, they kind of, you know, they're developers. They saw a way in to pretty much, you know, piggy bank onto, onto Plan Change 2. 
and they did a submission. So that's how the Mansell family got their submission in. So what happened is a lot of the community didn't know about it because they weren't notified. Because the Metzl family land was not actually put into the process by the council, the actual residents weren't actually notified that the Metzl land was going to be up for this intensification. So that was the first problem, but that was not the council's problem. It's just how the process worked. So we got involved, though, to hang the residents pretty quick and we wrote letters to the council and you know we jumped up and down and said hey hang on a minute and at that at that stage they listened to us the iwi had their concerns the residents had their concerns the mayor had her concerns and they had to put a vote to it it was eight to two councillors um didn't want otahanga to be intensified they wanted it to have a full structure plan change, which means that they look at roading, they look at you know doctors. We don't even have a bus service here in Power and Ojai. Yeah, because yeah, um, I think the um, that um, that uh, what's it called? Plan change two, PC two. Yeah, P- PC two, plan change two. Wasn't that all about um, intensifying uh, housings or dwellings near transportation systems? Absolutely, and there are none. There's none. We haven't even got a, you know, so, we haven't got a train station, let alone a bus service. No, yeah. I mean, it's rural, basically, well, it's semi-rural, but it's pretty well rural. So how could you ever think that you could squeak in on that? I know. And we've got Tioko Street, which um, is just like a one lane. It doesn't even have a footpath. So how that's meant to get, you know, 925 extra cars going down, that's going to be interesting. But so basically what happened is the council, they said, look, no, no, this needs to have a full structure plan change. We're kicking this out. We're expecting everything else in the capital area for the intensification. But Otahanga, no. So they sent that through. And then we get um, pushback from the, you know, David Parker saying, no, Otahanga can be, you know, intensified. Was there any reasoning for that? Did he have some sort of explanation given what we just know about the area? No, no, they just ticked the box, throw it went. And there was no right of appeal as well, which I believe that's something New Zealand's never done. This is sort of something new, the Labour Party has put through. So it was quite quite an interesting experience, really. They seem to be sort of good at overreaching. Well, it's been interesting, hasn't it? <laughs> Would you call that an overreach? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, like, so... What's the point in having a process where you actually pay all this ratepayers, pay all the money to actually have paddles and everybody do their bits and pieces and the mayor and the the councillors listen to our residents and then it's just they say no, so it's a proper process, then government can then just say, no, no, we want to do what we want to do. Or one person, in yeah. this case, that we know. I mean, I, I think we've got to ask. Obviously, um, the Mansell family have got a, an investment there, fair enough. Nothing um, nothing wrong in that. But to have such a favourable outcome from this minister right when there was a kind of like a no-man's land between governments, number one, and also being the Attorney General as well, do we know if there's any – has anyone asked if there's any tie-up or association there? Oh, I haven't even done any digging or anything like that. Well, well how could you get it approved like that? I don't know. I don't know that process, but that's just what happened. But you'd be curious yeah. to know, wouldn't you? Oh, I'm flabbergasted. Like we've had emails back from Tim Costley, and he's spoken with the new minister. Uh, who's and, he? 
Tim Cosley, he's our local new local MP, national okay, MP. Okay, got it. Yep. So it's his first time in the hot seat. Oh, well, there you uh, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he says that it looks like the last minister's decision was pretty poor form, going against recommendations and made late in the piece, but it still looks like it's still legal. So um, he's sort of working on it, and he knows it's a hot topic in Otahanga, and you know there's a lot of people not very happy. But it doesn't actually just mean Otahanga. It, it really is a, is a wider community. Because if they could do that there, they can do it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're only little. You know, how much pushback can we have? We're not a, we're only a little wee rural area. So no one in the area is happy at this, except the Mansell well, family, possibly. Yeah. 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 But you, know, but you don't begrudge them because I guess. Well, they that's... saw a chance. They're developers. That's what they do. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're a business, basically, aren't they? So, and they've done everything. They saw a chance and they jumped on it. So, yeah, but how did they communicate that and get that approval at that level, overriding all the local decision making? Well, they'd already done the, the change to get from a rural to a rural lifestyle, which is how I first got involved. And so they oh, used are we talking to, about the Mansell family here? Yeah, the Mansell family, uh, yeah. Do, does that then allow the section size to be smaller? Because there was a, a particular size, wasn't there, in the original de- yeah, designation there was, there was that a, you couldn't go go under, right? Yeah, 4,000 4, square metres, I think it was. But they got that approved at the first first round. And then on plans change too, they jumped on to um, get it general residential zoning, which they've got, you know, got overruled and David Parker gave it to them. So is that where it stands at the moment? It is, yeah. So we're trying to repeal it. We're trying to make awareness to, you know, basically the community that this has happened in little old Otahanga. And um, we really need it at a parliamentary level to be re-looked at and say, hey, hang on a minute, this is a little bit um, questionable. Has anyone spoken to the Mansell family? Oh, I spoke to him at the submissions. You know, he's a lovely man. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess he's looking after his interests. So. Well, they're a business, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but when the entire community is against what you're doing, that would make you stop and think, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't know him very well. I've only met him once. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not talking about the individual. But yeah. if, you, if you've found yourself in that situation, you would um, possibly, being offside with all the decision-making parts of the local community could be... Yeah, I don't know, because that is their family business. That's what they've always done. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. I understand, yeah. yeah. All right, so you're going to wait to hear back from your new local MP. Is that is that what happens next? Well, he's basically, he's talking to the new Minister of, of Environment and, you know, what they now go on Christmas holiday now, don't they? Yeah, it's the so, shutdown, yeah. Yeah, so I think 2024, he's poor old fella, he's just, you know, landed a new job. Well, and that's I, what he signed up for. Yep, yeah, and I warned him, I had a lovely chat with him, he was nice, met with me for half an hour, and I think he was air-bashed pretty quickly. So he's okay. aware that there's a lot of people not happy. Right, okay. Well, thanks for telling us about it, and I guess we'll be looking out for any movement um, when everybody comes back. Yeah. Which is February minimum. Okay, so you've got a bit of time to wait. Yeah. Um, does anything happen on on that land in the meantime that you're aware of? Are they building stuff or starting to do works on it to get Oh, it they've cut down some trees, some, you know, pine trees. So they're, they're definitely, you know, waiting to see what they're going to be doing. Yeah. yeah.
Okay. So they've still got to go through the process through the council to get, you know, whatever they're wanting to do. This they're still going to have to get extra. But they've got the rezoning they have, right? That's they have. Right. Yeah. Yes, but now they've got to show what they're going to do because what they've actually got approved was um, something like 24 lots, one side, 29 another slot, but now it's 370 houses. Gosh. So they've got to go back to the drawing board and, and draw out how they're going to do that. Boy, they'll be happy. Go, yeah, and then you go <laughs> back to the council, have got to say, well, okay, how are we going to get these extra, you know, cars and people yeah, in and yeah. transport and, yeah, everything like that. Yeah, well, that costs the ratepayer. That's right. Because they don't, uh, does the developer pay up front for these things? No, that's not up to the developer to do. That's up to the councils to do. That's, that's why, you know, the council knew this. This is why the council said no. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how that well, got pushed over. I don't, I don't know. Be very interested to know how that worked. Yeah. Anyway, Leanne Morris, resident of Otaihanga, Kapiti Coast, thanks for coming on and, and telling us about that. Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. Loving what you're hearing? Well, the establishment hates it. And right now, they're conjuring up new ways to try and censor RCR. To ensure you never miss a beat of the hard-hitting news you've come to know and love, make sure you're on the RCR mailing list. Get connected now at realitycheck.radio forward slash email.